On this episode of the 10 Code Public Safety Podcast, we're discussing traffic education and enforcement and the expansion of the traffic unit at the Murfreesboro Police Department. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Public Safety Public Information Officer Larry Flowers. Today's guest is Traffic Unit Supervisor Lieutenant Greg Walker. Lieutenant Walker, welcome. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate y'all having me today. Sure, sure. Traffic safety is a major concern here in the city of Murfreesboro. Speeding, distracted driving, road rage, just to name a few. And that's some of the reasons that uh, Police Chief Michael Bowen decided to expand the traffic unit at MPD. Now, understand we have a team of officers that's dedicated to that unit. Just talk about your traffic unit. Yes, sir. I was really thrilled when uh, Chief Bowen decided to expand the traffic unit. Um, So the way it's set up right now, we've got, uh, of course, myself, a couple of sergeants overseeing two separate units. uh, And then we've got right now a total of nine traffic officers that pretty much dedicate their entire day to traffic safety education and enforcement. That might include uh, special events and special saturations with other departments, or it may uh, be working a crash scene, or it may be going out and just doing enforcement. Sure, sure. And we're hoping the expansion of that uh, unit is expanded even more. Correct. Uh, We started off in February of last year, so right at almost a year ago, um, with the nine uh, plus the supervisors. And uh, I do know in recent talks with Chief Bowen that he's wanting to expand it even more and dedicate more people uh, just to try to keep the roadways safe. We also have created an online traffic complaint form because I believe we know that a lot of complaints come in. At last check, there were more than 500 complaints since we started that form. Just talk about the online traffic complaint form and what people need to do when they're filling out that form. Sure. Uh, That has been a great addition. Uh, I think that you pretty much masterminded (laughs) for for that form. It is so helpful for us. But the more details that the public can give us when they do fill out the form uh, is very helpful. There are some people that will literally say, you know, there is a red pickup truck bearing this tag number that comes through and blows through the stop sign every day at 735 or 738. And when they're that detailed, we send an officer out there and sure enough, the next morning they come through and we're able to um, pull that violator over and address that complaint, Uh, whether that be a citation, which that's usually what it is, uh, or a conversation. Um, I do want to urge people that do use a complaint to keep in mind, and I know that you put it on there, that it doesn't generate an automatic police response. But some of these complaints we get are uh, a reckless driver, a road rage, almost ran me off the road, and they don't report it until that night or the next day. Many times that person, maybe the tag's not good, maybe they live outside of our jurisdiction or a number of other reasons that we can't make contact. So those type of situations, you still need to call either 911 if it is a true emergency or the non-emergency number, the 615-893-1311, and report it as it's happening so that maybe dispatch can see if we have a police officer in the area that can address that at the time it's occurring. You had used the example of the red pickup truck. Um, We get a lot of neighborhood complaints, don't we? A lot of them. Uh, I would say... I've never really looked at it, but I would say that 
70 to 80 percent of those 500 complaints on the traffic complaint form have been in residential areas. Um, people concerned about uh, the speed limits or driving safety or wanting speed controlling devices like speed bumps or speed cushions or more signage or reduced speed limits and uh, just a lot of other wants and needs that will make people think they feel safer out walking their dog or pushing their kid in a stroller or something like that. Um, but we do, we, and we do go to a lot of subdivision type areas, residential streets, um, to try to enforce those and to answer those complaints. But at the same time, we've got to address the complaints that we know, uh, unfortunately, the, the big highways running mm -hmm. through Murfreesboro, 231, 41, 70, uh, the major streets is where we have obviously hundreds and hundreds of crashes every year. And uh, some of those neighborhood complaints, uh, you know, when people will reach out to us on this form and say, hey, why can't y'all put traffic calming devices in our neighborhood? Police does not do not handle that. Correct. And I tell them uh, if they leave their information for me to respond to them by email or phone, um, I usually direct them to the city engineers like Ron Balachandra and uh, Michelle Emerson and people that actually uh, have a little bit more knowledge and can figure out, okay, that can answer those questions of what it takes to get speed controlling devices, uh, what it takes to add a stop sign at an intersection or add a traffic control device or a, a reduced speed or anything mm -hmm. of that nature. It's important to uh, keep in mind when submitting those online traffic complaints that you use as many details as possible as Lieutenant Walker uh, mentioned. If you would like to submit a form online, you can send it by visiting our website, www.murfreesboro.tn.gov forward slash 1781 forward slash police and click on the traffic complaint form icon. Lieutenant Walker, is speeding a major problem here in the city? It is. I don't know that I've ever lived anywhere or visited anywhere that speed was not a major problem and a major, uh, major contributors to crashes. Um, before we go on to that, I would like to add on the complaint form, a lot of people, I think, may be afraid to divulge too much information, mm -hmm. but you can say that I want to remain anonymous, but we don't go to a complainant's house or pull them over and say, hey, the person that lives right back there in that house is the one that complained on you. We never do that. Mm -hmm. We don't divulge how those uh, complaints come in or how we're addressing them. We just go out and address them. So uh, don't be afraid sure. to put as much detail in there as you can to make it easy for us to try to stop the behavior. But sorry, I just wanted to go back and sure, sure. add no, on to that. No but, problem. We were talking about uh, speeding here yeah. in the city. So we get so many speeding complaints, whether it be in a residential neighborhood or on South Church Street, and then to add in, you know, the red light enforcement, uh, like on Church Street and other areas where speeding is an issue. But uh, I honestly don't know. I used to live out in the county mm -hmm. in a neighborhood, and people sped on that road too, you know. And I, I wish people would drive with as much patience and due care as that there was just children out playing all the time and you got to really, you know, almost treat it like a school zone. I'm not saying, you know, that speed limit should be 15, but maybe you should treat it that way to just be so cautious by staying focused, staying off the phone, wearing your seatbelt, and then slowing down. Sure, sure. And that leads me into the next question. What other 
traffic concerns uh, that the uh, that's a big priority for the traffic unit. It works kind of hand in hand with, uh, you know, we are partners with the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, THSO, and their main four categories are the same ones that we get the most complaints on. So the speeding enforcement, the seatbelt enforcement or child restraint, same thing, seatbelt uh, category, um, the hands-free or distracted driving, and then of course driving under the influence of any intoxicant. So those are the main four categories that THSO and NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic, Traffic Safety Advisory, they all recognize that those are huge contributors to crashes and fatalities. So those are coincidentally the same ones that we have the most complaints on here mm -hmm. in Murfreesboro. Uh, there are other things uh, that can be huge contributors to a crash, like failure to yield a right away, or improper lane usage. Um, there's a number of things that drivers uh, do a lot that contrib contribute to a crash and uh, so many different categories that we, or that I look at on a day-to-day -day basis at the traffic officers. Um, you know, it may be something as simple as a registration violation, mm -hmm. but we're really looking for the moving violations, the speeding, the failure to yields, the following too closely, the road rage, the hands-free, distracted driving, just on and on and on, moving violations right. that get people in crashes. Well, let's talk about some of the areas, some of the streets and some of the intersections that you see a lot of people breaking uh, traffic laws. Oh, man. The intersections, so uh, for those that don't know, we do have those the crime data analysts that mm -hmm. work at the police department. And every month they send me a, a report that identifies what intersections and what roadways have had the most crashes, the most injury crashes, what time of day, mm -hmm. the conditions, and all that. And it always is usually the same big intersections, like if you can think, you know, Old Fort and Thompson Lane, Old Fort and Cason, Medical Center and I-24 at the getting on and off the ramps there by Asbury Road. Uh, Memorial and Clark, places where there's just a tremendous amount of influx of traffic coming and going to and from work or school or other places. Um, but then we also have some kind of side streets that have a lot of crashes too. Like there's always those streets like uh, up around the square, you know, where there's a lot of uh, like at Memorial and Loki or uh, uh, Spring and and. Church Street, Spring Street, where they run into West Light or West College, because mm -hmm. there's some four-way stops, and then there's some two-way stops. Some people forget, or maybe they're not from here, and they don't stop for the stop sign or whatever reason. So um, we see a lot of people on their phones. Sure. Well, and that's, that's in neighborhoods, main highways, around school buses. I mean, people are on the phone way, way, way too much. Sure. Now, speaking of intersections, I uh, understand that we've done some enforcement at uh, New Salem Highway and Middle Tennessee Boulevard with people using the turn lane improperly. Yeah, they're getting in the turn lane all the way back where Old Salem and Samsonite meet kind of around that area and that curve. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of people involved. Channel 3 got a, uh, uh, a PSA out. 
I worked with, I know they worked with us, mm -hmm. with Ron Balachandra and some of those folks to try to restripe the roadway to make it very clear that this is a turn lane for Old Salem and for Samsonite and not a really, really turn lane for turning on New Salem. Um, very dangerous. And every time we go out there, you can just basically just pull one after another over, mm -hmm. um, especially during that four to six o'clock rush hour. Sure, sure. And uh, speaking of that, uh, we do have a traffic minute that we would like for you to see explaining more about uh, that intersection. Absolutely. We highlight the intersection of New Salem Highway and Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Motorists traveling north on Middle Tennessee wanting to turn left on New Salem. There are two left turn lanes. In peak hours, the left lane backs up and blocks the turn lane of motorists traveling south wanting to turn left on Old Salem Road. This is a violation. You must stay in the right turn lane until it's lawful to move into the left turn lane. Murfreesboro police officers are citing motorists for improper lane use, improper passing, and reckless driving. These tickets can cost between $130 to $160 and up to eight points on your driving record. Officers will have a heavy presence in this area between the hours of 4 to 6 p.m. They recommend during peak hours to give yourself more time and be patient. Now, most people have a misconception uh, that police departments uh, have are having to write a certain number of tickets, a quota, a quota thing, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. But that's not the case, particularly at MPD. That's not the case. Uh, uh, what are the number of citations versus warnings that we have given uh, uh, last year in particular? Uh, best I can remember, we wrote probably close to. 9,000 actual citations mm -hmm. and probably just over 4,000 written warnings. So not quite 50%, but close. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from whether it be an officer dealing with someone uh, with empathy and compassion, mm -hmm. you can still have that and actually write a ticket. But, you know, there are so many barriers to officer discretion on whether somebody gets an actual citation or actually a warning or just a verbal warning. Um, I know a lot of officers, and it varies officer to officer, but a lot of officers, while they're working a crash, if you caused a crash and you were at fault, some officers will write you a ticket for that, mm -hmm. for that at fault uh, contributing factor. Um, some officers will only write that ticket if, the per if there was an injury. So if nobody got hurt, they'll still put it on the report that driver one caused this crash, but they didn't issue them a citation uh, for whatever reason. So there's no really set guidelines on you know when you give out a ticket or when you give out a warning, but I think just having empathy and, and using good officer discretion sometimes dictates that. And sometimes those warnings don't work. I understand I heard a story that uh, we were out doing traffic enforcement, uh, driver of a pickup, sped by, he was stopped, given a warning. He came back, the traffic enforcement is still going on, and he's still speeding, so he got a ticket. That's got a real one that time. <laughs> yeah, I was actually there when that happened. Uh, me and another officer were uh, running radar on a, in a residential neighborhood where we'd had some complaints. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, I mean, within 15 minutes, wow. the same guy violating the speed limit by over 
he was doing like I think 12 or 13 the first time he came through over the posted speed limit and then doing 15 when he came back through. So uh, he did get the real thing, but probably just my opinion. But uh, I think that warnings can be can be good, and some people would adhere to them. But a lot of times, that what I've seen in my career, it doesn't really change the behavior. Mm-hmm. But if you you know a real citation that has potential financial burden, and it can even put points on your driving right. record, you get too many points, you get your license suspended. Yeah. So it's just a you know, you don't want a real ticket, in, right. in my opinion. And we talked about quotas. Now let's talk about fines. If you get a ticket here in Murfreesboro, it's a lot cheaper if you if THP wrote that ticket, right? Yeah, I think their minimum, don't quote me on this, but their minimum citation now, other than the hands-free, because that's kind of state-mandated, but their minimum is like $330-something. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of ours are between 130 and 160 mm-hmm. So it uh, depends on, and I'm not sure about the sheriff's department or right. Smyrna, but they may have. I know the highway patrol a little bit, little bit stricter fine than the municipalities. Municipalities, sure. sure. And um, it's been a lot of work, <laughs> but I just finished this traffic safety education and enforcement, safer driving, safer streets, uh, social media campaign. So awesome. I looked at it this morning. Oh, I appreciate it. (laughs) I appreciate it. A lot of work, but I finally got it done. But every Tuesday for the foreseeable future, we'll try to feature a different uh, um, education and enforcement campaign online and uh, would like to just hopefully uh, do you think people will get this message or at least heed to this message? I really hope so, because I think if. If people would drive unselfishly and more patiently, which I think is even in some of your slides in the Mm -hmm. upcoming Tuesday uh, events that you just showed there, I think that it would just drastically reduce the number of crashes. Obviously, Murfreesboro is a pretty popular place for people to be moving to Mm -hmm. still in Rutherford County in general. So there's just more cars, more cars, more cars, more drivers, more drivers, um, more crashes, unfortunately. So I think if people will just heed the, uh, the message that you've put together to put on social media that will coincide with what the traffic unit's trying to accomplish, and even with the Rutherford County Task Force, mm-hmm. a lot of those things that we're going to do on Tuesdays will coincide with things we've been doing for years, like the old click it or ticket or booze it and lose it mm-hmm. or other events like that. Sure, sure. I think it could really help. And uh, obviously, I think the media is the way to get that message out to folks, whether it be podcast or live TV mm-hmm. or social media. Sure, sure. Uh, I want to read a few uh, examples of this uh, new right. social media campaign. Speed kills. Speeding is a contributing factor during many traffic crash investigations and has been a contributing factor in traffic fatalities in our city. Remember, to obey all traffic laws, it is truly a matter of life or death. Children at play. Speed limits are lower in residential neighborhoods for a reason. Slow down as if it were your child playing outside. MPD often patrol in neighborhoods across the city looking for speeding drivers. Schools open, drive carefully. 
It's illegal and dangerous to pass a stop school bus while the lights are flashing and the stop sign is displayed. MPD has and will continue to conduct school zone safety traffic enforcement operations. So, Lieutenant Walker, both education and enforcement, uh, that's the intent of the social media campaign, correct? Absolutely. And that's the thing. A, a lot of people, when we pull people over for a traffic violation, sometimes they say, I don't know, I couldn't do that. That's a very popular mm -hmm. response. So that's where the education part comes into play on, on, the, like on the front end right when we're doing it. But if we can get that word out to them of these common violations that we see that you just noted on the bullet points, mm -hmm. um, hopefully we won't have to do that and we'll only the, the number of violators will go down and we won't have to do as much education on scene. Right. It'll be just enforcement. Sure, sure. Now, MPD is also a member of the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force. That mission is saving lives through proactive traffic enforcement. Now, that task force is made up of all the law enforcement agencies in the county. Yes, sir. What are some of the joint operations uh, that the task force? We'll get a common ground where there's a lot of crashes and a lot of people running red lights or not buckling up or being on the phone. And we'll go join them and just, uh, just saturate an area to try to make a big impact on people that are driving through the area be like, oh, something's going on, let me make sure I'm buckled up, make sure I'm off the phone, make sure I'm watching my speed, things right. like that. And oftentimes we announce ahead of time where we're gonna be. Absolutely. And there have been some social media chatter where people will say, why are they telling us where it's gonna be? Let it be an element of surprise. But Apparently it still is. It's still <laughs> so surprised. People will know and then they, I guess, tend to forget it. Well, we've even had, I think I told you this one time, <laughs> One time I called out a car for being on the phone, having mm -hmm. her phone in her hand driving by my position. The officer pulled her over and she told the officer, I saw that y'all were gonna be out here and right. I was taking a picture of y'all <laughs> doing this to send to my friends. I'm like, well, you can't do that while right, you're driving right, down right. the road. So yeah, sometimes you might, might have a, a lapse of uh, <laughs> realistic what's going on around you, you know. Right. Well, the Rutherford County Traffic Safety Task Force, you know, they use every opportunity for education and enforcement, but they also do fun activities as, as well. Yeah, like uh, the trick-or-treating. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that trunk-or-treat event that we normally have. So have it. I mean, it's grown and grown and grown each year. Every year. It gets more fun, more people coming through. It actually started because of COVID, mm -hmm. because people, the interaction. Right. So we were having people in cars drive through the line of uh, different agencies in the task force. And it's so much fun because it gives you a time to actually interact with the, the community, the kids, each other, different agencies. We have the, the Halloween decorating, right. I mean the uh, pumpkin, pumpkin decorating right. thing. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's so much fun. And then even the first event we did this Past September, the, the Touch of Truck Touch event, of truck, World Outreach Church. World Outreach, yes. Huge, went over. A lot more people showed up than we thought would. So people were, were waiting. Yeah, they were waiting. I mean, I got there early, and people were already there. They were, like, That's waiting right. in line for that event, and it was a huge yeah, it success. Went, it couldn't believe how uh, successful that turned out. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful day for it, so... We, that's, we would rather do those type mm -hmm. of events than work crashes and write tickets. But unfortunately, because there's so many crashes, 
we have to work crashes and write citations. But if people will help us out and help us lower the crashes, then we'll be able to do these more fun right, events. Right. And, and when we're doing the traffic uh, uh, safety enforcement or operations, you've said plenty of times, if we did not write one ticket, it would have been a success. That would be the only way I could think it would actually. People said, man, y'all really... Y'all really nailed it today. Y'all wrote 223 citations in one day or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. It would have been a lot better if we could not have found one person breaking the law. Right. That would be a successful event. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now back to the uh, MPD uh, traffic unit. Is there anything else you want residents to know or drivers of our cities to know about uh, traffic safety? Or I, I would like to streamline the, the traffic form you gave out that you created. That is such a valuable tool, and it, it always goes to the right people. It goes to you, it goes to me, and it goes to Captain Anderson. Mm -hmm. You know that complaint is going to get to the right hands and get taken care of one way or another. Where, and I'm not saying you can't still call dispatch right. and say, hey, I'm, if that's an ongoing incident, that's different. Um, but like sometimes you might call the wrong person or email the wrong person and it not get to the right person that actually will try to help and eliminate the problem. So I would just urge people to really use that form to, you know, if, if, par if people are parking incorrectly or dangerously mm -hmm. or where, you know, where they shouldn't be on your street, if you've got one or two cars that are really every day you notice this same yellow mm -hmm. car go by at a high rate of speed, try to, you know, single out those individuals and let us address them as we can. Because I will throw out a very interesting stat before we close. Sure. We do traffic studies all over the city in residential neighborhoods where people think that a lot of people are speeding all day long. On the average, about 85% of the motoring public obey the speed limit. They obey the traffic laws in general. They stop at stop signs. Um, they stop at red lights. They wear their seatbelts. They're not on their phone. And then you've got a small percentage, usually around 8 to 12%, that they might not go exactly the speed limit, mm -hmm. but they're doing pretty close. Maybe they're doing 5 or 6 mile an hour over, but they're not like blatantly blowing down a city neighborhood street. Um, then you have... A three, two, three percent average of people that don't have any regard for the law and they're driving 50 and a 30, okay. or they're driving right. 55 and a 30, or 48 and a 30. Those are the people we need to get to. Right. But statistically, it's usually the same people. Like maybe it's a, somebody that lives in the neighborhood that's always late to work or late to school. And it's the same car every day. So if people could help us narrow down like the search right. and the time frame, that we could uh, nip it pretty quickly right. and go out there and address the problem either on the street or if we have a tag number and it comes back to somebody close, we just go up and knock on the door and have a conversation. A lot of times it's young drivers, right. juveniles, and we'll just go have a conversation with their parents and let them know what we're getting intel on and see if we can change their driving behavior that way. Sure, sure. We've been discussing traffic safety and the expansion of the Murfreesboro Police Department traffic unit with Lieutenant Greg Walker. Lieutenant Walker, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Sure. Thanks, Larry. And thank you for listening via podcast.
Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcasts. You can also watch the Public Safety Podcast on YouTube and City TV 3. For more information on public safety in the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesborotn.gov. Until next time, I'm Larry Flowers. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.